You dumb mother. <laughs> Welcome to the listening show. Show you can listen to. Zach, be professional. Collect yourself. I I did it wrong. Can I redo it? I'm going to redo it. You know what's funny? <laughs> what? I did it wrong too. Did you just like end the song, like cut it? Yeah. Because I forgot to set it to a. Oh, I don't have to do a fade. Never mind. Okay, I thought I did it wrong. No. No, you did it wrong. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> good start. The, the topic is going to be fighting and what should end a friendship. I actually have a real what topic. What was your topic? That's a really good one. Oh, can't wait to be for it to be done. Okay. You've been holding a fart for this long. Here's the topic. You actually had one? A tiny one. It's a joke. Tiny. Yeah. My topic, it's just a great one, is what would it like to be be like what would it be like to be a fish in that the would, ocean? It would suck. That's what it would be like. I don't think it would. I think it'd be freaking awesome. You turn that off. What? Your mouth. No, the piano is just ticking. Is it? Not anymore. We're good. Okay. So just imagine. Like, you exist, right? No, I don't. Stop lying. So, like, then you, what if you were a fish that existed instead? All I'm thinking about are lame fish puns. That and the fact that it would suck. You really think it would suck? It absolutely would suck. Why? Because you're a fish. You could swim around and do whatever you want. That's basically die. what we do anyway. You have so many predators. Fish don't have to work. <sighs> Yes, they do. They have to go collect food. We don't have to do that. Yeah, we do. And they don't, we don't have to worry about predators because we're, we're men and no one really preys on men. Okay. <laughs> I just no, think it would be if, cool. If I was a, a big predator fish like a whale or an orca whale, maybe. Maybe. Are but whales notoriously not predators? Orca whales are. Okay. They're predators. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to be a fish. I wouldn't want to be any animal that had to worry about getting murdered all the time. We have to get worried about getting murdered all the time. Humans or you and I? Uh, humans, human beings. Not as much as freaking fish. Well, they They're, don't worry at all. They don't live nearly as long. Their okay. days are more dangerous. Okay, let me describe. Okay, I does, that doesn't make sense. And here I go. <laughs> People... We we just live with like the anxiety of existence, right? Just I, all the time. I think well, the other end of what you're trying to say, just in case I'm con- we're aware. We woke if up. If you were, were a alive. fish, you wouldn't be stressed all day, even though you're going to probably die at any point because yeah. you're a fish. That's yes. your point. You'd be blissfully ignorant until then. You just die. That'd be way better than being no. constantly aware of the the suffering of the universe, right? I get it. I get it. I get it. And you I also around. initially would agree because I am all for ignorance. Wish I didn't know things. <laughs> okay. No, really. Yeah, I get it. it it's a matrix question. You you blue, blue pill. pill. No, that's different because I also I'm also for responsibility. In that case, you have been given the red pill. That he gives you is more symbolic than a choice because you you already are aware of your existence and your responsibilities. For example, now that I'm aware of everything, I wouldn't choose to take it away. If there was an option where, for example, hey, do you want to learn about this? Learn about what? Give an example. What do you give me for my birthday? That's a bad example of, of responsibility. I don't want to know. 
It's if I could choose to not know something in the future, I will choose to not know it. I won't unknow what I already know. That's 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 putting away responsibility. So therefore, I wouldn't take the blue pill. What if the blue pill also prevented you from ever having known that there was other things to know? Well, that still defeats the it's the same problem. I wouldn't. You wouldn't want to go abdicate? back. Educate is that the word? You wouldn't want to go. You wouldn't ever want to be completely ignorant again. No, I don't, if I know something already, I can't give that up or pretend to not know it or choose to not know it. But I what if you know. could? Like if the pill made you forget that? That's what then I'm no. You you still wouldn't. Yeah, it's the same problem. It doesn't change uh, anything. About you, I probably wouldn't either. But I actually like. I like. I feel brave about how terrible everything is. Like I, I feel like, yeah, well, I know how, sh- how bad it is. So we're at the same point there. Mesh had a good example. So there's a future step, which is how about this? Something horrible is going to happen tomorrow. Do you want to know what it is? I'm like, no. And I'm guessing you would want to know the future. Oh, I don't know. See, that's, that's what I mean. It's in the past. That's in the past. Leave it. The okay, future. But, I want to be ignorant. Something horrible is going to happen tomorrow. Like, yeah. like horrible stuff happens all the time. But when that's, so that's, that's actually a, a pretty statement. fair. That's actually kind of a fair example. Cause like the news, I don't look at the news and I won't know what horrible thing is going to happen tomorrow. I don't watch the news. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know that kid, you know what I'm quoting? There's no, a little kid who's like, I don't watch the news. I with my grandpa and we watched the Powerball. He's the one who said, and apparently... I figured. Yeah. I don't watch the news. You said, I don't watch the news. And so I was like, yeah, there you go. Your brain misfired when yeah, I heard a quote. Like, Mine like does years, it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't watch the news. No, there's... Okay. I think there's a better example to ask the question you wanted to ask. Like, if there was an ab- ab- abnormally large catastrophe that will affect abnormally large amounts of people tomorrow, would you want to know? That's more or less what you I feel you're like asking. that's different. But something terrible still a fair is, question to ask. Yeah. I feel like something terrible happens every day. So if someone came to you who was the all-knowing person that came to you said, something terrible is going to happen tomorrow, I, do you want to know what it is? I'm going to add I'd a stipulation. Like, yeah, and what? Something terrible happens every day, so why? If it is especially bad, if it is going to affect me, then I think it would be the responsible thing to know so I could better prepare for it. If it doesn't affect me, I would want to be ignorant. Yeah. Shoot. Bummer. And it probably is selfish, but... I know that's right, but it is more comfortable. I think not be burdened with things. Sure, I think. Well, this is me being different, maybe, but I would probably want to know no matter what because I love information. That I was like my guess. Things. I'm I just, just nosy. Know. Yeah, that's how I put it. I'm nosy. I like knowing things, man. I've been I've been educating. So smaller scale, I have no interest in. Someone's on their phone. I have no interest in what they're doing on their phone. I, w- I want to specifically not know. I want to be less burdened with information. That's my thinking. Other people, I think more like yourself, like, what what's on there? I want to know. Just, just something to know. I want to know it. Yeah. I'm on the other end of that. Yeah. I've been better about that. I'm not calling you nosy. I'm just saying yeah. as, as a type of person where there's information to be had, do you want to take it? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I like knowing stuff. For instance, I know how to do this now. <laughs> For our listening audience, you t- I have rubber band and I'm wrapping it around like this. And then I go up to a, a beautiful girl at a bar and I go, Wacha! and it spins around. And then the girl's like, wow, take me to your house. So where do you keep the rubber band? On my wrist. Okay, it was on your wrist. Like, yeah. where did that come from? You have to keep it on you at all times, apparently. Yeah, just in case. You never know. You do not ever know when you might need to pick up a girl at a bar. 
What did this have to do with it? Oh, yeah, knowing things. <laughs> that's, when you go, that's when you go, Walter, stay on topic. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah. I told you that I started Jordan Peterson's biblical lectures again. And there's a lot of that existence talk and whatever in that one. And so I was thinking, I wonder I wonder if I wouldn't rather just be a fish. And he didn't say anything about that. But the more he talked, the more I was like, boy, this is hard work. Yeah. yeah. All this knowing stuff. And I, and I feel like I learned a lot just from like the first five lectures I listened to. It's like so heavy and jam-packed full of information. And all of it's very existential. And it makes you think about... Oh, you know, this is crazy. This is a freaking crazy universe, and all the stuff that's happening is wild. And meanwhile, there's just fish that are just like, they get eaten sometimes, and sometimes they get, they flop out onto the shore and they flop around and die. And it's a bummer for them, but they, but they're just fish. But they're a fish. And I was thinking, man, it'd be cool to experience being a fish for like, cause we're like the burden of existence is on people, cause that works conscious, apparently, Mm -hmm. you know, supposedly. And like we have like all this knowledge about the future and stuff, and we know we know about how everything is chaos, and we're trying to make order out of it and whatever. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, boy, to to be a fish for a day, it would be that would be so refreshing. I think like you'd wake up, maybe okay, that's not true. Maybe you'd go back to not being a fish, and you'd be like, <gasps> and then you'd be just crippled because everything's crazy. But I something tells me you wouldn't be. I don't know. It'd be like a baby getting just born and then being shown all the most horrific things in the universe. That's what once. I was thinking. I was like, what would you, what if you could get born and then, or like come into existence at the age of 14, whatever, pick an age. Yeah. And you are programmed with the information. So you are conscious oh, and you're experiencing everything at once. That's too much. I think so much to go back a little bit further. I think you just get acclimated slowly over time, like a frog and water to this stuff. You need to mute that. Cause it's just going off like a little Nintendo eight bit in my right <laughs> In my right headphone. Are you sure it's not your headphones? Because I don't hear anything. I'm not sure. I guess we'll tell on the show. That'd be the way to tell is later on. Do you do you hear it now? No. Usually, sometime when you're talking, it's going on. Wow! 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 I don't know. I guess we'll listen back to it later and find I'll just, out. I'll turn it off because I'm not using it anyway. Okay. Yeah, that was that is an interesting theoretical. Just like your Bert, you get ev- all the knowledge that a fourteen-year-old can earn over time, and a lot of it's kind of hard for you know little kids to deal with. But if you take it in bite-sized pieces, then they live. Similar at least. question. I thought I thought about this, and I bet you have. If you could, like, I fantasized about being six again, and I was like, well, I don't want to actually be six and go back to the way it was, because then nothing would change. I would just live up my life exactly the same way. Supposedly, I want to go back into my six-year-old body with the knowledge that I know. And then I was like, would I really want to do that, though? Be a six-year-old who knows as much as I do? So you'd have the mind and life experience of a a 30-year-old in a six-year-old body. There's positives to that, but there's a lot of negatives. You would not be able to enjoy being a kid. You'd have to pretend being a kid, assuming that somehow your information was compatible with that brain that's not developed all the way. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Well, let's assume that you could. It's kind of like switching bodies in movies and their voices switch, switch too. That doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. But let's assume you can go back in time and have it your old body with the mind that you have now. Would you rather do that or would you really rather truly start over? The problem with starting over is like nothing changes. You're going to live your life the same way. The whole point of starting over is to go with new information and live a better life. Yeah. What do you think about it? That is interesting. 
I don't know. Really? No, I don't. You haven't know. thought about it? Doesn't everybody think about going back to being six years old with the information that you have? <laughs> <laughs> I've normally it's more like I wish I could have gone back a year ago because I don't really care to go too far back ago because I I rem- like it's all that's too far ago to do anything about it. it's like it's okay. like you it's too much culture shock to your body to, to for you to change this much over 20 years and then to just be transplanted back your body would be like what but to me like a year ago it's like you're still similar enough person with yeah. different knowledge that you can make slightly different choices and improve it that's maybe more than incrementally that's fair so here's a concession. How about like when you go back to six, what are some things you're going to retain? <laughs> a lot of benefits, a lot of cons. You're aware of future events that could help you monetarily, for example. Like, <laughs> As a six-year-old. No, no, seriously. <laughs> okay. How much information are you taking? I was going to suggest that the six-year-old you that you're going to gets tiny bits of information, just enough to help guide you in a better path over your lifetime mm-hmm. rather than being, you know. So if you're going to take, if you had to be six again, um, What's like the one, maybe two things you'd want to know going back? I think I want to know, first of all. Do I have to be six? In this example, yes. Okay. Because I'm trying to make the okay the balance. I think the first thing I think is I am, I'm aware that I'm 29 years old. That I've actually came back in this, I'm aware of that. Uh-huh. So I know who I am, <laughs> number one. Yeah. But not much else other than, I don't know, I, I make like a list of values and stuff to live my life by. I say, 28-year-old me said to do these things, and he came back, so I'm going to try to do that. That's I think I'd give myself as little information as possible to try to guide myself. I wouldn't want to know everything. That'd be miserable. It would be miserable. So what do you think? If you had your six again, what would you want to know? You know, this is a really interesting question, especially for me, because there's... To me, there is nothing that I would want adult me to teach six-year-old me. <laughs> because six-year-old me was a good kid. Same. Okay? Like, I actually think I would ruin me. That's the problem. Yeah. that's And, and that's a little sad to think about. But <laughs> I, like, sat forward in my seat because, like, this is this is serious. I would, I would taint me as a kid. Uh, I don't know. I I felt okay. I wasn't perfect. Obviously, I was like a kid with anger issues. I think I'd still have anger issues if if I wasn't like constantly like food and everything. I think I'd just be angry. Food, food, and things that temporarily satisfy me. All those things keep me not angry. But anyway, so I was angry, but I was like good, like just a good kid, and and I like to I like to obey. You cleaned the house aggressively. I was gardening, freaking a lot. You were like hoeing with a. Rage face and slamming on the ground and yeah. the lines. I was a hard worker too. Yeah. Anyway, so I, what I would teach my six year old me, I'd probably be practical information about the people that that are good for my life and say go find those people. Right. So that's one of those general yeah. Like, and unfortunately, selfishly, I'd probably say when you find this person, make different choices because I want to see where that would have gone. So you would allow yourself in. This is a little confusing and meta to talk about, but you'd allow yourself to remember a specific person, maybe. Yeah, I would. Even though it's a little bit creepy. Yeah, that'd be. I'd have to spend a long time thinking about exactly what I want younger me to to know. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like I'd want them to know what I look like when I'm an adult, because as a kid, you don't really know. Like this is a weird thing to think about. Like when you were a kid, you couldn't imagine yourself in as adult. You looked like your parents. Like right, you know, like you know what I mean. You you you're like right. I'm I, just a kid. I, I How could I had, ever? I never had this face in mind when I was a kid. No, you just are like 
I'm just going to look like a, an adult and then I'll be an adult. Like you'll think like when you're a kid, you think I'm going to be an adult. <laughs> One day it'll just happen. But I'm like 26 <laughs> now. And I was like, I don't think I ever got to be that adult that yeah, I was thinking yeah, about, you know, yeah. it's, but I'm definitely an adult, like yeah. very much. So anyway, I, I think that I would, I would say I would take a snapshot of who I am personality wise and literally like who I look, how tall I am, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Whatever I would say, this is what you Your look situation. like. Don't behave like you don't look like this. I don't know. You know, stop just don't. physically. Or here's a snapshot of your life, your 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 friends, your family, your residency, yeah. your job, like that, like a uh-huh. like a and, recollection of where you are. And okay. here's a, here's another cool thing is that I think I would do that so that the kid could then decide, do I want to be that? Right. That's yeah. I yeah. agree with that. That's a cool idea. Oh that's, man, yeah. It's the right amount of. It's a righteous burden. You uh-huh. know. And you're still not taking away free will at all. No. I'll, that's what I want to do is I want to guide that kid to better decisions, but they're still his decisions. Yeah. Because if you go back with all the information you have, there are no decisions. You know, this is weird. It's fun, though. It is. It is fun. Surprised you hadn't thought about this. <laughs> here's, here's the weird thing, and maybe this is bad, but I don't even know that I would guide him to do good, better things. I... I might guide him to do worse things. Uh, Who not, knows? Not selfish things. I mean, I can imagine sure. selfish things. I was yeah. thinking, like, like there were good choices I made in my life that I looked back on. It was like that was the right choice, but I didn't learn anything by making that. And I'm not saying that it would have been better for you to make a mistake, but but I also am curious, and I'm not sure. I'm I'm certainly not saying I'm above doing doing that, even though that'd be evil, I guess. Is like, you know, tempting and earth. This is really weird and morally ambiguous. Here's a moral question. I was thinking about, I said you could monetarily benefit from knowing future events. And I was like, that seems wrong, though. I don't know why it seems wrong. Because it's taking money from somebody else. Where are you going to get that money from? It might be from companies, but the companies belong to people. And those people, it's not, it's morally whatever. It's not great. Well, it's certainly not righteous, you know. Yeah, well... Like if you're giving a, is, if you're giving a sports almanac and you go back fifty years, yeah. is that good? I don't I don't think so. Is it wrong? I'm close to wrong, but I can't say it's wrong either. Yeah. Well, the whole the Bible standards say that it's the root of all evil. So I guess like money. I don't know the pursuit of it. The love the pers- of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I don't know. That's sort of a gray area. So that one I don't know. I would really. Want to? I don't. It's a hard decision. There's a lot of lot of problems. That's just one of the things you'd have to take back with you. I would want to. I'm not saying I would, but I'd want to remember or know certain events that are going to happen in my life personally that I could navigate better. That'd be nice. Yeah. But to me, it falls on one end or the other. You give him all the all the information or or basically none because. Anything in the middle is just tainting. I don't know. Oh yeah. So it's hard. But you can't you can't do none because that's in effect you need one little thing. Basically it's like, would you make one little change to your life? I would just give like a little list of like, hey, older you went through this and he's he wants you to do these things. Mm-hmm. And maybe younger me will go, nah, I want to do what I want to do. It ends up living out the exact same way. Okay. Older twenty yeah. eight year old me doesn't feel bad for robbing him of his life. He still got he got a chance. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm landing on. Yeah, I do. I keep. I'm thinking it through right now, and I do keep encountering like 
like literal situations that I that lived through growing up, and I'd be like, do I? I'd either what I'd either say avoid this one by doing <laughs> this, or I'd say. Just do this one. I don't know what would happen. Maybe it'd be a huge mistake, but I wish I would have done that, you know. And luckily for me, I don't have a ton of those. But unfortunately, the few that I do are pretty big ones. Ooh, you know what would be cool is instead of being born with all this knowledge you've pre-programmed, maybe it's a little bit like you said, this event, this little thing. Mm-hmm. What if instead of being, you're six years old and you have it, it's you, re- you recollect the future when you get closer to the event. That's, so that's, you have that's so ravening your life. Oh, what? You remember that's so raven? Uh, I literally thought about this when you were talking about it. I know the basic, show. I just don't know what it's about. So the basic idea is that she sees the future random times, and she never knows the context, but she sees snapshots. And she'll do this thing where she and looks at the camera, and it zooms I know it zooms in. into her eye all the time. Yeah, and then it goes, and it shows like a little snapshot of a scene, and then it zooms back, and she's like, why was this happening? And it's always like a really bizarre thing that she sees. And so uh-huh. she doesn't know the context and the context reveals itself and it's become silly or yeah. becomes serious or, or you think it's going to be funny, but it's really sad or, you know, it's interesting, but that would be, if you, if you could, that so Raven a little bit where you just get like a snapshot of your future. But I, I could, if I could pick the moments, that'd be good. I was thinking not quite silly or ineffective as a snapshot. I'm thinking, 24 hours before whatever the, the time is. Here's your information. Oh, this event is going to happen, and I did this when I was 28 years old in the future, and it worked out really bad. Yeah. Okay, now I get to choose something else if I want to. Well, for me, unfortunately, it'd be, it's more so, patterns of behavior that led to the big the things that I would change. Patterns so. of behavior is just one thing in the past um, that would change. Yeah. Specific events. But yeah, you can... Changing patterns of behavior... How would you do that? I would just say, depends. I'm someone who's more motivated by running from hell than running uh, toward heaven. So for me, it would be, my motivation as a six-year-old would be, these bad things happen, therefore I suggest you do these things. I'd be, okay, that's good advice, as opposed to, these things worked out for me, do Mm -hmm. those. I'm a little bit less motivated by that. So I don't know if that's how you try to motivate or change your behavior. I don't know. I guess I'm probably a little different than you in that way. I'm, I, I run towards pleasure. I think generally, or towards heaven. I think that's more my orientation. So, I'd probably say you missed out on this reward if because you did this, mm-hmm. and then I would be more incentivized. I think that would be what incentivizes me. Like, hey, don't do this because then you'll this will happen or yeah, whatever. There's, there's like many things. There's two types of people, and that's one of those. Different things, I think, between people, you're motivated to run away from hell or toward heaven. Mm-hmm. More, more one than the other. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if it's... Partic- I mean, definitely represent... It represents heaven. I'm not sure that I would use that word. I'd probably say pleasure. Whatever. It's more superficial and accurate. <laughs> call, call it uh, pleasure versus punishment. Call it whatever you yeah. want. Pain. Pain versus pleasure. And I definitely don't like pain. Yeah. Uh, so, Yeah. That was like when I was doing the Enneagram, I'd still highly recommend if you ever get you know, some time, listen to some Enneagram lectures and see if you can you know, pin where you are. But it's so interesting because they talk about how further confirmation, if you think you are this number in the Enneagram, um, if you think you are, to confirm that you are, this is your main orientation. And they generally have a main orientation. And, and I had kind of done the research and generally I kind of came to the conclusion, well, 
Well, I'm a little bit all those, which is also a thing that the Enneagram says. You're a little bit everything, but it says your your primary thing. And I was like, but I think I'm primarily seven because that sounded right, but I just don't know. And then when he was explaining, he said, all right, so if you now you know what about a seven is and you don't know for sure that's what you are. And this is this is what will confirm it for you if you have an inkling that you are. And he said, your main orientation is towards pleasure and away from pain. And I was like, Yes, I'd never even thought of that for myself. But yeah. like all my biggest mistakes were because I was pursuing pleasure over my future or any of that other stuff or, you know, avoiding pain. I was like, man, ouch, that hurt to be so accurate. It sounds like how I feel. It's uh, it, Yeah. I, you know, I had a thought when I was riding the motorcycle home last night. I thought your generation you're born in, like millennial, Gen Z, whatever that is, the generation. Yeah, that's what's called your generation, right? Your generation is is just as useful and relevant and practical and logical in my mind as astrological signs. It means nothing to me and it's hoo-ha. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do not care if I'm a whatever I am. <clears throat> I don't know the star signs. So like generation, so if I, was, I don't know if I'm a millennial, for example. I'm, I know I'm probably close to that generation. If I was, I'd be like, so what? What does that mean about me? And I go, nothing, because I'm not what year I was born in. So, yeah. But some people hold to astrological science, or they hold to generation, or maybe they hold to anagrams. I'm not trying to shit on it, but I'm just saying, I reminded me that last night. I was thinking, like, people really go on the generation thing, and I just don't care. Yeah, I don't think it's... Well, generation, it's... There might be more to it than astrological signs, but it doesn't define you. Nothing like that can define you. Sorry. Well, like an astrological sign is like arbitrary. Like a, a gener- like you're literally a generation. It's like a determining factor. It's like you well, were born in this astrological period. sign is you were literally born in a month. That's, yeah, that's the, the thing. But, but the months were determined mo- indeterminately. The generations weren't. They're like actually linear. So that's what it's like your birthday. Your generation is like your, the birthday of the people that are roughly your age. So it has some practice. And it's different than the Enneagram, too, because the Enneagram is. It's like a it's like a study. It's not. It's like a personality. I identity thing. I, I, I whatever they call it. I. Whatever, just thing, (laughs) whatever it's called. It's not the same as astrology. I I think it's more practical. There's this, there's this thing that Jordan Peterson said in one of his lectures. He's like, knowledge for the sake of knowledge is kind of dumb. I mean, it's cool and it's cool to know things, but if it's not practical, why learn it? It's like, I'm not going to waste your time by talking about things that are just interesting things. I think if you leave here and you feel like you've been able to take knowledge and and apply it to your life and it's practical that that's that's the goal because we need tools anyway and so the way i see the enneagram is sort of that way too where it's like you see it even if tool. it's not yeah if it's not accurate it definitely helped explain a few things yeah and, well that's not far from what i was saying i don't think astrological signs are useful tools are useful so no. useful and tool are synonymous i don't think generations are useful maybe i'm wrong i guess <sighs> this is the wishy-washy answer if knowing your sign <clears throat> or your generation helps you, good for you. But I, that knowledge I, isn't useful for me. I'm not I'm not sure I get it. Okay. Ge- generations are like a literal thing. They're like months are your, a literal thing. Yeah. 
Years are literal. Things. Yeah, and those that doesn't help make you. you who you are. No, neither does a generation. Like you're an individual who was born a generation. The gen- whole re- the when you look at a generation, the usefulness and utility to separating people by generations is to watch patterns of behavior of that generation to track them over time, compare them to other generations. Yeah, I I get. So like it's like useful classifications and chronological order yeah. and stuff that makes sense. But then yeah. when they but then to stereotype someone go you're a millennial therefore you. Oh uh, well, then like yeah. that's, I don't care about that. Like you're, yeah, therefore you don't actually get money or whatever the, the whatever the stereotypes are. It's like you're a Virgo, therefore you like this. Like that I doesn't mean I that's what, what I mean. I'm not saying they okay. don't they shouldn't exist. You're just talking so about. I'm saying they're useless. You're just they talking about reductionism, people. basically, where you take a thing and even though it's super complex, you say, "Oh, this is only this." Well, I think that's a problem. Whatever category you're looking at. It just so happens that generation is the one that people do that a lot, or they stigmatize it. Uh, and the, but there's actually uh, there's a reason they do that, and it's because largely it might be the case, like between like if a generation, if millennials yeah, let me, are known, let me as back up a little bit. What I said, stereotypes exist for a reason, and I think they should exist because they're useful. Stereotype exists because the majority of the cases it will be true, and that's what's so it's a tool. Stereotype is a useful tool. So when I said. Being stereotyped for your generation, therefore you don't, or you do or do or don't, or are or are not this, that can be really annoying. However, um, I guess I'm hypocritical because I do believe that stereotypes are are useful and important. Yeah, like especially when they work. So this is why I'm torn on it. When I'm being stereotyped and it's wrong, it's very aggravating. But then if you stereotype somebody and it turns out to be true, you're like, yeah. Like yesterday, uh, this girl was driving. I didn't know who it was, actually. I couldn't see it. This person was driving really slow. Uh, whatever. I was really annoyed with the driving. It was in my neighborhood where I grew up, I was like, this is probably an, an older Mexican or older, older Hispanic lady. And it was. I was like, because of the neighborhood I grew up in and the type of driving, I guessed what kind of person this was. And I was, I was right. Mm-hmm. Is that bad or, or good? I think... <laughs> That's that's a that's a fair question. Does that it ma- does it matter? Not really. Yeah. But stereotypes exist because they work. Yeah. Most Sometimes. of the time. Most of the time. If they didn't work most of the time, I don't think we'd But you can't do is make rules about it. No, you sure. can't. And you can't impose things. You right. can't you can't subject people to things because of it. And that's where it annoys me is the other half. Yeah. Well and it should. So that's interesting. Like even like you just saying that, even though technically and literally it was accurate, I kinda cringed because it's like Yeah. Ugh. And then it's why like why about Mexican old ladies? Yeah, but, but that's that's what's weird. It's like what if I said uh the driving was like an older white guy? Yeah. Now you're not offended. Why? Who cares? Or it, sh- it shouldn't matter because well, they're still both kind of cringy to me. But it's because I don't. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter why. I just like the whole when you stereotype a person because their ethnicity or whatever. Like that's where it gets like kind of ew. Even if it's accurate. Like, hey, if I'm I'm gonna try to make you feel less awkward. Yeah. My neighborhood is major. Ma- the majority of my neighborhood is Hispanic. Right. So would I be wrong for guessing the majority? I think that's a pretty safe statistical bet. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're driving to do it. in China and you're guessing the person in front of you is Chinese. Is that racist? Yeah, you're being, or are you guessing <laughs> legi- being racist. Are you guessing no. statistically? Well, most likely it's. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the fact that it was you, directly you can't, you can't. correlated to driving was, was. But no, you're right, literally. And I, I'm not even saying you were wrong at all. I think you were right. I. I. I it's just a funny observation about us and the culture. It's like teaches you to be like cringy when people stereotype based on those things. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you're trained to 
not treating people treat people equally. We can't talk about people like they're all the same. We have to cringe at some of them. I don't understand that. It's, a, it's again, it's a it's another problem with reductionism. It's just like taking a thing that's too complicated to all lump into one thing and reducing it smaller than it should be and treating it as amoebas. And so let me just, put myself on the receiving end and make an, a case for the for the objection of stereotyping. So I'm Christian. I say quotes because that's a stereotype too. <clears throat> if you say to someone, if I told someone I'm Christian, they go, oh, therefore you are this. You would believe this, 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 and this. It can get to a point where like, no, 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 that's all wrong. So that can be really annoying. Yeah. Um, but then again, I can't, this is where I get a split. I can't really blame them for thinking those things because that's the point of a stereotype. It gets It's like a little package of information mm. that gets you closer to information without, I don't know. Sure. So it's tricky how stereotypes work. Um. Yeah, there's it's it's obvious why people would use them. It's because there's so much freaking information that it'd be impossible to look at everything for what it literally is. This here's can I go on a little slight tangent? Jordan Peterson in the last podcast I was talking about, he was talking about what information people find useful. He was talking about when you look at a cat, you don't see you don't see all the cells and the molecules that make up a cat. And you don't see, like, if you looked at the digestive system of a cat, you wouldn't go cat. You would go digestive system because that's what it is. But then why? Because that is cat. If you look at all the cells and you were to look at the expanse and the atoms all and then the electrons and protons, you'd think, yeah, that's a cat. I mean, that's literally what it is. But but why do you look at this thing as the cat? Why don't you look at the space around it, the, the vacuum space around it as the space around a cat. It's because that doesn't matter. What matters is this. And that's the utility. And we gave it a really short name because it's easier to remember. And so you, you do that with everything. And even though everything is complicated and everything is cells and then the space between cells and electrons and protons and chemicals, and it's like that's doesn't, it's not practical. So you reduce it to cat. Yeah, the cat is the fuzzy thing that cuddles and purrs. That goes back to what I said, which is stereotypes are tools yeah. and are useful. That's why we use them. Sure. Yeah. They're, even if they're inaccurate, like what technically when you say that's a cat, it's not <clears throat> all the cat. Like that's it's like a very small part of the cat. That's the physical and visual representation. That's not everything that makes up a cat, including the brain and nervous, all that stuff. And But if we were to stop and say, oh, what a cute little bunch of cells that are this one, this one, this one, this type, and then the DNA is this strand and this strand. You, it would, it's not practical. or it, it's, Anyway, there's a certain point where simplifying it gives it enough clarity to where you can convey the idea to someone else. I think the problem with stereotypes as that tool is, even though literally they're that same kind of tool that just reduces an idea to, to a smaller bite size, is that it might be, it might be the equivalent of looking at the cat with like foggy glasses so you see like this thing it's not really it couldn't be it may not be a cat that might not be what it is at all it's like looking at it through a very foggy lens and it's not clear outlines when you do a stereotype because it's anyway you get what i'm trying to say i think i'm gonna split on stereotypes because i think they are mostly useful but oftentimes they're not it's like a 51-49% split, for example. So 51% of the time they're useful, therefore we, they're justifiable to use. But almost as often they're like, they're just ineffective and they're bad tools. So it's frustrating. Or they're, or they're mean even. Whatever. That's, that's the problem that most people have with Destructive tool maybe. Mm. 
So yeah, it's interesting. Destructive is a good word. Like for I, it. I and apparently our collective can't justify doing away with stereotypes because they're useful. That we that's why we use them. Yeah. Well, most of the time, that's why you should use them. That's what stereotypes are large. For. Maybe like there a, are individual stereotypes that you'd be fine with getting rid of. You know, in principle, because they're maybe they're hurtful. They're bad tools. <laughs> yeah. 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 Some stereotypes, then not all. How about mm. some stereotypes are are useful? It's yeah. weird. Or like, wh- like, like, for example, just so I'm not objectively hypocritical, someone stereotyped me and it was correct. I'm like, yeah, like I'm a basic dude. So like, oh, so you like cars and babes and video games? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then like drinking beer? Yeah, I guess. That's, that's, <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. That doesn't, I shouldn't be offended. It's correct. Um, yeah. I'm not. And But um, if they said you were like, I'm trying to think of things you aren't that are different than other guys. Well, you use the Christian one because oftentimes that's very seems to be really inaccurate. The stereotypes that people have about Christians, yeah. Anyway, well, well, again, they're accurate at least on large. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's easy to not be a bummer. It's easy to not be annoyed when you're not the victim of it, but then if you are, it's like oh, stereotypes are the worst thing. Yeah, and then some people. What's weird is that it might be equally inaccurate as far as the stereotype, but especially if it's racial, racial at all, then people like really bristle at the thought of it culturally. Like if. So if you if someone stereotyped you said oh you're a Christian so you're like you listen to lame music and you hate gay people whatever mm-hmm. all those mean parts of the stereotypes and you're like yeah. no I don't that's not what a Christian is at all it's inaccurate people well, would not be as angry as if you stare if you went to a black person and you said oh so you like watermelon and fried chicken <laughs> then people and he's like no I don't like those things then people would be mad at you right. they'd be like that's racist yeah and that's I'm weird wonder, and I'm wondering if it's because it's on the basis of skin color in that yeah. case well i guess that i'm maybe white weird people. yeah i was gonna say it's weird because yeah. if i am i'm stereotypically a white dude yeah so you said hey you're a white dude therefore you like these things i'd be like yeah that's correct if it's but correct. sorry you just identify me based on my race so therefore you're racist now i don't think that's what that means no. racist racist is literally belittling somebody now you can marginalize somebody based on their race yeah maybe that's that, why they bristle that, out yeah um, it's like what? Now, for example, if someone, because I I got news, you can be racist to if racism is equal. Well, it's not really. <laughs> well, it's not. You someone yeah. could be racist toward me, and if it didn't offend me, because it's true, are they still racist? It's like if you were racist toward a black guy and stereotyped him, and, and you said you like these things, like yeah, I do, and he wasn't offended. Are you then? Are you racist still? And in the eyes of a third person who wants to be virtuous, yes. It's really weird how arbitrary it gets. Well, I think that the inference, I think I just kind of, I think I just broke it down. And I'm not sure that this is accurate. And it could just be hurtful sounding. So I hope it doesn't sound that way. But I think that the problem that maybe people have with the reductionist idea, like that specific example I gave, the black people like fried chicken or whatever. Like, I think that that one <laughs> might, be, might, might people feel offended because chicken is seen as sort of a simple meal. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into this. I'm trying to think, like, what is the people's where, problem with that one? To which I would say, like, why? Why are you so offended like, that I, I think... I like chicken I was, and watermelon. I was just going to say yeah. that. Like, why are you but, so offended to think that black people like chicken? Everybody likes fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, yeah. again, it's almost like a majority thing. Yeah. Well, I it's mean, like, the joke... The, it, it started from a joke, if I, if I understand it right. Like, it was like a thing that that culture would say about themselves is they'd be like, yeah, we love our 
chicken or whatever. And then it became like a joke that you could lure black people while you put like chicken in a box or something. And then they see it on the side. Oh, like a chicken. And they, I know I've seen this jokes. Stuff, I know I've, I've seen, seen so many videos jokes. or jokes made about it, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, a one, joke. It's a one way racist street thing where you can make the joke about yourself but someone can't make it about yeah. you but then if you literally look at the pattern and you like were to count how many black people like fried chicken how many white people like fried chicken how many you know whatever all the cultures how much they like chicken maybe it's technically true that they like it a little bit more but i would say like 75 to 85 percent of white people like fried chicken and maybe yeah. that's like 90%? I don't know. It's it's, it's not much more. What if it's wrong? What if white people statistically like fried chicken more? Yeah, it, like, doesn't it doesn't matter. Because the joke was made. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, weird. I, I, would be, I would be interested to see literally how practically true that is. Like the, all, all the stereotypes. stereotypes. <laughs> if you were to like you know say, what? this is a stereotype, and then you actually go to everyone who fit that, that category, and you said... Is this true for you? And then you did the percentages, and then you could you could actually take and go. Okay, is this still useful stereotype? I'd say I'm, I would bet a majority of the time, meaning at least fifty one percent, it is correct. Yeah, and I'm guessing, yeah, not it's not true for everybody. It'd be stereotypically some, some, correct. <laughs> <laughs> just, sorry, go ahead. I was just like, not we we're not saying if you if you are whatever. It doesn't mean everybody is the same. No. People can be different. Some people won't fit the stereotype or they will. Man, stereotypes are so weird. They are. Because it's just like a double-edged sword. Two reductionists. It's, it's, it's got two ends. It's too out of focus. As, as that's still, I'm going to settle on that as my definition for why it's not as useful as other things. Like That's why I think it's important to treat things like individually. On the, like Even like, like your behavior should depend on who you're talking to and why you're talking to them. You know, it's just like you have to treat everything as unique and individual. Not so you should. It's not easy to do that because then you have to do your due diligence with it or whatever. But but practically, that's that is the strategy I adhere to or try to adhere to because you end the risk of running into problems if you general generalize things. It's just too out of focus. But everybody does it, and they always will, because we need to create easy, quick packets of information to operate off of right away, like yeah. a cat. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Um, and but 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 maybe it's appropriate to do that with things like okay, like science. Like if you're not a scientist, but you want to generally know things or whatever, maybe. At one point you learned it, and then you can stereotype generally rain falls because of this, and rain falls for a lot of reasons, and that's an easy stereotype to use that nobody will be upset or offended over. I don't know. There's better examples, but maybe there's certain things you shouldn't stereotype, like people. Maybe you shouldn't stereotype people because they're uniquely... um, Because they're so damn unique. Yes. They're all so specific and unique. Maybe that's maybe that should be the rule about stereotyping. Maybe you can stereotype dogs because they're all dumb and happy most of the time. I mean, there's a lot of dogs that aren't dumb and happy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dumb dogs that are like smart and kind of quiet or what. I don't know. I, I I find that an interesting argument because what if even stereotypes between people are accurate most of the time? I assumed that justifies them. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe if they're right a very little bit of the time, or maybe if they're right most of the time, which they are, let's say stereotypes are right 90% of the time. Your argument essentially is, well, it doesn't mean we should still use them. I'm like, interesting. I hadn't considered that. I just, I, I took it as a tool. It's a useful tool. But just because it works 
may not be good enough. For example, we just we designed a new transit system. Fifty one percent of people who use this don't die. <laughs> yeah. It's good enough. That's what, that's, that's what depends on how much dan- you know. <laughs> yeah. Your perspective is one life, one mistake is too much. I in- interesting side of that argument. Yeah, you took it. You you're correct. That would be my. That would work. Would be where I would take that. Interesting. That's why I don't like. I, I I like to know the stereotypes about people because then I know not to. If I say something, I don't know about Asian people or something that's not offensive. Um, and they are funny. I I think that they're funny. Maybe if you're doing jokes, then it's appropriate. But but like to use practically and honest, if to treat them as though it's fact is definitely incorrect. Right. And, yeah. And further than that, I think they're just not useful. Um, again, it's knowledge to know it fine, but I don't know. Yeah. And, and to lend to your argument, just because if I was stereotyped and it was correct, doesn't mean it's not wrong. And if, and if I'm stereotyped, it's correct. And I'm not offended. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not wrong. Well, and wrong is iffy too. Yeah. Mm, I don't crap. Know. Who knows? I don't know what's wrong. It's not like, like if I, okay. I'm going to use the same example again because that's just the one I'm thinking of. But it, like a volatile, um, potentially volatile stereotype about black people. I said if I said that, I don't know that it's technically wrong, but I don't want to because I don't want to chance the fact that I could hurt someone's feelings or something. And because that matters to me more than my right to say it. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just me. Fa- I don't want to feign import either. So I'm going to stop with it. I'm just trying to exercise the utility of stereotypes about people and maybe the conclusion that I'd come to is the most accurate is act. You were accurate in saying that just don't use them with people, maybe use them with everything else. Cause they're so useful, but um, people deserve to be focused on if in the glasses. That's one side. And to <clears throat> try to use my own mindset to argue against myself earlier about the majority and justifies it. Um, <clears throat> if, if stereotyping is a tool, and you're trying to make a nail fit. Uh, stereotype is like swinging a flat plank at your at your nail, and every once in a while you might hit the nail on the head with a mm-hmm. stereotype. But it's so unreliable that you're going to damage the board that you're swinging at more than you're going to get the nail in. And then the catches with people, you're not swinging at nails; you're swinging at people. So don't swing at people. Yeah. So you can swing. <laughs> stereotyping objects is fine. You can bust them up if you want, make a mistake, but people aren't something you want to swing at. I like that. I like that one. That's a good analogy. It's not very good, but this was mildly understandable. Well, because <laughs> well, it's per- it's a perfect analogy because you even described like analogies as tools. And in this case, the tool is a hammer. And in this case, the utility of having a tool for the hammers to get the nail on the board and the nail on the board. In as this quickly case, as possible. You yeah. Wanna, you want to so use occasionally this. You might hit the nail on the head. Like, Hey, you're this person. Therefore this, this like yeah. maybe, but most of the time that's not going to happen. And then it yeah. shouldn't matter anyway because you're you're swinging a hammer at a person, yeah. not a nail. Oh man, this is such a good analogy because even further back, you keep zooming back. The whole point, the reason that you're using this nail at all is you're building something. What yep. are you building towards? Your idea of the world actually is what you're built exactly. Yeah. So you don't want a scuffed up looking world because you've used all these stereotypes and there's all these dents everywhere in the house. You'd rather it be clean house with the nails where they go, you know, properly and. Because if you zoom out and there's just hammer holes everywhere all over this house, you built the house, but you it just doesn't look very good. It's not a very good looking house. So. And that is how your life looks. And that is if you stereotype. Yeah. Heck yeah, that stereotype was freaking people. good. 
That's good, man. We are really smart. <laughs> you say that after we said like some some probably some contentious things. Yeah, we're so smart. <laughs> we're so smart. <laughs> and, and every black person that's listening just hates me. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I'm just and, saying and every it. and every Hispanic person who's ever driven a car hates me now. Yeah. Shoot. There's so it is super interesting, man. What's so funny is like I get why this is one thing I kind of understand about like postmodernists and leftists and stuff. Like when they're paranoid about how many racists there are in the country or whatever. Um I get I get that almost because I I can recall so many conversations I've had with you know people that I've been around where they they were relying on the stereotypes to you know they were just using them because they were really busy people or whatever and then that's what they had to rely on and then they said something that i was generally like kind of made me bristle and i was like boy if i was if i was not if i was like a leftist i would hear that and be and hate them because that was racist or whatever and it was it was just them defaulting to a stereotype and and it wasn't because they hate you know, either the people or the group that they were talking about or whatever. But I would say if there's any credence in to their mm-hmm. claim that everybody's racist in the country or whatever, I would say I get why. Um, Cause I've met a lot of people who are a little overly reductionist is what I would say. And they kind of, re- they just don't, I mean, what, what person has the time to do due diligence on everything? Like, do we want to get anything done or do we want to just worry about people's feelings all the time? And, mm-hmm. That's there's there's obviously a balance. That's called the left and the right. Yeah. There's obviously a a balance and you got to you got to you got to make sure you can't you don't forget or hurt people along the way even if you're building towards stuff. So I get I get it from both sides and you know, don't be racist and don't be reductionist. I, I a lot of really, you know, left-wing people that I respect are just that's all they're saying is kind of the thing that I claim which is don't reduce things overly simply. Like include everybody is the idea. It's an easy enough thing to to propose, and then you know acting it out is a little more difficult, especially because people are so different. It's tough to include everybody on everything all the time. Anyway, it was it's super interesting to think about, and you know when I like when I do see those people who are sort of blindly like far left or you know postmodern. And they say those things like on my Facebook feed about everybody's racist and I encounter it all the time and, and we need to change those people and you know, whatever. I, I want to go up to them and I'll, say, you don't realize how hard things are for them. Well, They're trying I, their best. My thought was when you said that, my, my response yeah. to him was, so what are you doing to stop yourself from being racist? I mean, right. like, if everybody's yeah. racist. So how, how are you so much better? Yeah, You're why, probably dedicating you all you? your extra time on figuring out how not to be, how not to use I don't know. I'm, I don't want to presuppose. There are there's a few people that are coming to mind that are in my social media circle who they're constantly saying things about that. And I just want to I just want to sit down and talk to him and be like, does does it help? Does you think do you think that you're reaching your target audience here? Like they're, they're to jump back to the beginning of what we were talking about. Yeah. Don't have I don't have Facebook. I don't have any of that stuff. <laughs> I won't be ignorant to everything. And I'm good now. I don't yeah. have to worry about those people. Yeah. Well, Which I don't, is interesting. Yeah. This is a kind of a mix of both, more towards the latter subject. Is um, <laughs> I, I I don't want to call them. 
that internet behavior, whatever, that the behavior that's supposedly normal in the world, I don't really ever encounter that in my life and day-to-day life. And I wonder two things. One, I think that must be a minority of people, which might be true, or those people don't act like that in real life. And everybody is more or less sensible. And like, I like to think that everybody is sensible and we can get along in real life. And that's good enough for me. I don't need to hear your tirades online. Don't care. I think both of us. I hold the door open for you. You say thank you. I say you're welcome. And we both go in and get a drink and we both leave. Touch butts for a second. And do our go batter day. No, there's. <laughs> Touch butts. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about the door. <laughs> Stick my butt out when the door opens up. Thanks. You pull you're your welcome. Pants slowly down. And just... No. <laughs> Make it really sexual and comfortable. <laughs> nah, I think both of those things you said are true, and uh, at least somewhat. There's, I don't know. Nobody's. It's not near as glum as the people who want you to think it's glum are making it out to be. And also, right. in another way, it's way worse. You know, it's, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Like everything's more complicated than you think. But also, you can look at it simply and be totally fine as long as you look at it simply correct. I don't know. There's, there's well, I like to think it's correct. For this, for, for the example I gave earlier, I don't look at people based on left or right. You're a person, and we're done. Yeah. I mean, I, that's it. I mean, don't overcomplicate it. Don't. I just. I don't know. It's been. Yeah. It's been good. It's been good. I say that because of what is online. If I hadn't been aware of that, I never know there was a problem. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Again, playing into me wanting to be ignorant about things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I was having I was having a conversation about our podcast with somebody because they were like, "I I got to listen to some of your podcasts. They were so good." I'm wondering, do you guys are you guys ever going to talk about politics? And I was like, "Yeah, we talked about politics in one of ours or whatever." They were like, "Oh man, I gotta I gotta hear that. I, I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous because I don't want to not like you." <laughs> and I was like. What's interesting is like when we talked about politics, we didn't really say anything. I don't think that made people mad. Not that I recall. Because I don't think either of us think things that, like, we don't. We're not. It's hard know. to hate someone who's really stupid. Yeah, we don't. We don't know anything, right? And so, like, when we're, and we don't. That's the, to our credit. We don't pretend like we know anything either, right? <laughs> like, yeah. we, we're pretty honest about. It. We're idiots. We're trying to think this out, but we don't know. And you know, I think we, I think we're right sometimes, but, but we're certainly not right all the time. Nor do we, nor are we even close on occasion. But when we were talking about that, they were like, "I can't even imagine a political podcast that wouldn't get me upset in one way or another." And it was like, "Well, That's we're not a political bad. podcast, but it's true because, like, I don't think people are generally like us, where they're just like." Whatever, whatever. I mean, Let's look at it accurately and honestly, and see if there's not, you know. <clears throat> See if you can't be smart about it and kind about it, but or be someone who isn't offended that someone isn't the same as you, basically. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, just ignore. That's a hard life. It's pretty tough. That's what, and that's ignorance plays into that. It kind of does. Yeah. Oh boy, the double standards—they're pretty bad right now too. You're out. You're out of the the loop, but it is. I don't want. I don't want to know. But if you think I have to know, I will listen to your. Oh, and it's okay. Like. It doesn't bother me, but I can look at it objectively and be like, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, and, but I don't know. There's, there's people who are morally consistent, intellectual, intellectually consistent too. I don't see those people because those aren't the people getting attention. Um, 
unfortunately the internet sort of designed that the person who says the craziest thing is the one that is seen the most and so when you pe- when you look at the world you see crazy people mm. when, when really I, I think it, there's there's certainly those crazy people are there because they're, they're right there uh, but most people aren't that dumb and crazy mm-hmm. I can I don't I don't know I could tell you on the podcast I'll tell you at least a couple things at some point I I don't know if Whatever, I'll just tell you. There's, for instance, so we got the new president, and he's, you know, he's been doing there, and he's, he's been, oh, you know, whatever. I don't know. Nobody knows what he's doing. <laughs> so I just wanted to break down what you did, and he's just, you know, he's there, whatever, yeah. just reporting, like, yeah, like, yeah, just like, what does that even mean? I don't know anything about the new president except we got one a while ago, and then he fell walking up some stairs, and that turned into a meme, and I saw the meme, and that's all I know. Yeah, he, he's the president too. That's the other yeah, thing I heard. Him. That's it. That's all I know. Yeah, and it's great. Um, and now you're going to ruin that for me, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm just no, saying, no, I'm just it's, saying, it's great to be ignorant sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like every president, you know, they said they do some things and then they don't do those things and they act just like the last president did. And then the people who didn't like the last president like this one for some reason, even though he's doing the same things. That's kind of what it boils down to. It was just weird because... I don't know. That's that is That's the it? best summary of it. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm not, I could give examples, but I, I also don't know all of them. I generally know that I know what I've seen, and I'm like, "That's that is the same as the last one," and not in a good way. I don't know. It's they're all there just to make money and to die. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I think it's actually a good ending. I just think it was really funny. It was the right amount of like uh, insincere satire at the end of some deep philosophical discussion. Uh, we're all just here to make money and die. <laughs> we figured it out. That's yeah. what people are. <laughs> yeah, that should be the description. What we what we discovered after a lot of thinking is we're all here to make money and die. Yeah. I think there's a, there is like one topic for this one. If I had to guess what we'd name this one, the topic would be. I don't yeah. want to discuss t- topics in the in the videos anymore. We do we, we tend to do that every time. Which oh is a little yeah. silly. So let's just na- people will see it. That is silly. I also pro- oh sorry, I'm going to shake me. Um, last time I said that we would do voices. Oh, so we got to do voices. You did. I totally forgot. Me too. And I didn't think of any either. All right, I'm doing this quickly. Not Patrick Warburg because we do it. Every time. Every time. Isma. And then here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, what are the, what's the voice that you're doing the most lately? Uh, hmm. Oh, well, Marco, I, Marco Rosen. You do a lot of Michael Rosen. Not, not really. I quote stuff. <laughs> it's not like I'm impersonating. I'm just saying stuff he says in his poops. Anyway. Most recently, you know, I quoted Morgan Freeman. I said like five hundred dollars just to shut him up, and that was it. And then, if I say a quote, then a line comes to mind. That's not a good question. I'm trying to think of what voice interests me. Hey, do you, okay, I've got a category. No, I don't Maybe do cocaine. Remember. But what were you saying? I've got a category: uh, movie or shows that we used to watch. Like together. Every so show I'm you've thinking, watched is a show you used to watch. You and me together have watched. Like Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, or uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, or 
other movies and shows we've watched <laughs> together. That's not either, a lot. Either one's Family Guy. Either one's like Family Guy. Chris Griffin. Um, but Buzz Lightyear, Stark Man. Do you remember? Okay, do you remember how Booster talked in that show? I, I, it's like vaguely familiar, but I can't remember what he sounds like. I remember what he sounds it's like. Sort of I like can't Buzz. Buzz when I can't do it. It's like. It's like sort of like this, Buzz. If I had a script, I could say it more or less the way he said it, but not in his voice. Okay. I remember how he speaks. Yeah. What about XR? Do you remember how he speaks? Kind of. It's robotic, obviously. Well, the sound is, but the way he talks, he's kind of like a quick, smooth talker with some stutters. I think I remember how he talks, but I couldn't do his voice. Hmm. What's the cadence he talks with? It's a little fast, but it's kind of like that. Huh. He does slow down sometimes. He's got a range, but he's the fastest talker of the group in the show. I just realized the problem with doing Buzz Lightyear of Starcommand is we only are capable of doing one voice, and it is Patrick Warburton. I was going to say, he is Patrick Warburton, of course. Of course. My bad. The only other character I can think of in a show that we saw is Korra, and that's Tenzin. Which would be J.K. Simmons speaking not angrily. <laughs> Cora! Cora! Yeah, I, no, I, 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 could, I could try both. You could try being angry. Cora! Give me, give me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> that's, not, that's not bad. I need pictures of Spider-Man now! Spider-Man! I can't, I can't do him because like, I have to hear my... When you yell out like this! Yeah, you have to take one to, muff off to yeah. hear yourself. Because it's too, it's too muted. And then you don't know how much growl you got to put in the voice. Who I don't know who what voice that is, but it's supposed to be J.K. Simmons, oh. but like from Whiplash, where he's like, "You lip dick faggot," blah blah blah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was gonna say, Cora, uh, <laughs> you need to bend your wind evenly, or are you going to get on my fucking time? <laughs> from Whiplash, <laughs> yeah, are my those, time. Oh my god, is that a tear? <laughs> are you one of those? Single tier people. <laughs> I think somebody did that. They put yeah, they him put from Whiplash over, over Tenzin's character. It's so funny. Oh, man. Just so offensive. We didn't give cuss warnings, but that movie has got a lot of cuss words. Whiplash. Uh, yeah. You limp dick faggot. <laughs> uh, there's... It, it was so awesome. Listen, it felt cathartic to see J.K. Simmons scream, though. Even though oh, he was yeah. such a mean character, it was like so satisfying. He's like good at yelling. Yeah, there's no, people don't yell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not like he does. No, not like uh, that. People don't people verbally don't abuse anymore. each other anymore, and I miss it. <laughs> That's so. Bad. No, it's weird because it's actually. I know I'm going off topic. You want to do voices? It's actually yeah. pretty normal. We're just not used to it. It's not really in our lives. But yelling. Yelling age. Not like yeah. Tommy voice, but yelling people do that all the time. They do. But we just don't really have that in our lives. Not so much. Not so much. Okay, J.K. Simmons. Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man. I can't do his voice. I just think that Mary Jane. That's not I far off. looked at you and Say. I just thought that. I just thought fire. Say. <laughs> do a, do do. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> so uncomfortable. I, love it. I can't do it. I'm gonna laugh. Oh boy, yeah. It's so, it's oh boy. It's oh it's like kind of down here and Aunt May. She said tried to buy a car. And Uncle Ben and car. Uncle, Uncle Car, 
Yeah. Ben. <laughs> Uncle Car was Ben. Something about responsibility. <laughs> With great car comes great Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben. With great car comes great Uncle Ben. Okay, so <laughs> if, if that's the category you chose, we're, we're almost fresh out. Shows that we watched, I guess, Amon from Cora. I was just thinking Spider Man now. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't. I don't, I don't care what the, the, the. I don't care what the t- uh, category is. I think the. Amon. I want to, to think freely since we didn't plan this. Before. You would be a good Amon. I want to hear you do Amon. I don't know. That's weird. I have a monologue from a villain in my mind from a Batman cartoon, and his monologue. I keep thinking of that in Amon's voice, even though they people didn't. of Republic City, blah blah, Co- uh, Avatar Korra bending. Blood bending. It's not spoiler alert. It's actually not awful. Thank you. I can't do that. I don't think. Avatar Korra. Meet me at such and such island at a certain time. People of I can't do his voice. People of Republic City. This is Amon. Sorry to interrupt your television viewing pleasure. Right now I'm sitting above the beautiful Gotham Life building <laughs> with two bombs. It doesn't sound like him. Yeah. People of Republic City. Yours it's, is better. Thank you. I, I was surprised when I started. I was like, let's not. I don't think it's too far off. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. Can you do a um, tar, not Tarlock. Tarlock, yeah. I don't know how he sounds. He's, of course, Cora. It's the same voice actor, I think, but he does it up here. And the same voice actor, mean Bradley D. Baker. I think it is. I'm not positive. It's the it's the I one who's also a bloodbender. He's like, yeah, that's, I can't do him. People of the council, we're putting together this for the purpose of hunting down these triads. I can't remember. It's sort of like that. I know Avatar what it sounds Korra. like. I know what he sounds like. I just can't do him. Yeah. Um. What about Boomy, Tenzin's brother? I have an idea of what he sounds like, and I wouldn't be able to do it. It's tough. See, regular male voices are hard, especially female voices, obviously. But reg- it's not like he has a very I regular voice. Get- I- Three typhoons, and we went down. Yeah, he's, he's tough. He's tough. Um, man, there, there. I feel like there's other characters in that show, but they're, but like either they're bad voice actors and they're kind of boring sounding. Like I was thinking of the brothers Mako and Bolin, but they're just like dudes. Yeah, they just sound like dudes. They just sound like this. Mako always does this. And then Bolin always do eh, Bolin. Ah! He's just annoying and stupid. <clears throat> um I'm trying to think of what the what the bad guys sound like in the second one. Uh, like okay, the earth bending lava bender bad guy from the third one, and he kinda does this thing. Don't have no you, idea what he sounds like. Yeah. Talk about a perfect timing. He's he kind of does this thing with his voice, and and the girl, the water bending girl, they both have the same inflection, but one of them it's down here, and the and the water benders up here. They do the same thing with their consonants, where it comes out fast, and then he's down here. It sounds like the same guy who did the old uh, w- welcome to Thursday night, bro, bro. Like that same sort of sound where it punches out all the consonants. Do you know who I'm talking about? I can't. I saw this show once, but I don't remember the voice. Oh, okay. 
Well, maybe there's another show or something. There aren't many shows we watched together. It's literally Avatar, Korra, and Buzz Lightyear. I think that's it. Really? I feel mm-hmm. like we watch way more shows together. Watch more movies together, not shows. Hmm. Okay. Maybe like I thought about Dexter. Do you know they're doing another Dexter? Yeah. Do you see the little teaser for it? Yeah. Okay. We've talked about it several episodes ago. Okay. I didn't see the teaser until yesterday, and so I was like, I want to tell Walter about that. Oh yeah, we watched uh, Four Versus Ferrari. Christian Bale's character is like some nice, not Cockney, but English guy. I remember watching that and thinking about clips from him as American Psycho being interjected into that, just like J.K. Simmons being angry, ejected on his other character in Core, where he's very soft spoken. Because that juxtaposition is funny, so I imagine him. Now that, I can't do his voice. He's a sports car. Fucking bitch! And just like sick on you. Because he does that in both movies. It's like (laughs) the contrast is funny. Yeah. I wanted to do it. There's somebody, Mr. Krabs, a great one. I wanted to do Mr. Krabs and then put on, he played a guard in Shawshank Redemption. You got that, you maggot dick motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> Put that over Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh, stuff gosh. like, like yeah. Yeah, it's just fun. Clancy Brown, is that yes, his name? Yes, that's his name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. He's such a... Yeah. <laughs> that guy, you do a way better Clancy Brown than me, for sure. I can do some gruff voices arr, okay. Arr, 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 arr. So Clancy Brown and David Scully, I can kind of do those pretty okay. Who is, uh, who is the guy who plays... Uh, he's in... He's in everything. He's oh, what is his name? He's voice the, or face? Voice. He's in Kevin face. Michael Richardson. It could be John DiMaggio. It could be Kevin. It's the one who does. Uh, have another drink, Katara. It's like That's really Kevin Michael Richardson. Okay, I think as soon as you said, I was like, it could be him. Uh, he, I found him in a role. Like I kind of know his but, voice, and he has it sort of down here. Attack from this! He's yelling. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so tough. His, his voice is so deep. I don't think I can do his low voice. I don't think I can do his voice Guitar, at all, actually. Guitar. Your voice is close enough to I know who it is. Have, have another drink, Guitar. It's down here. And everything yeah. is kind of in, in the, when his nose stopped up. Stopped it's up, not as but bad it's as, clear. It's not as bad as it looks. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get there. He does. It's not as bad as it looks. It's, it's around there. Yeah, I found him in Legend of Korra, too. He played a character. In one like, of the, I can't do low, natural speaking voices. It has to be spoken as if you're yelling it. Then I can get to that level. Like Mr. Right. So he does have a, like Tartarus in Halo 2. He does yell, No, Arbiter. It's closer, but not good. Mm-hmm. The great. Nope, can't do it. You were pretty German. close. Well, it's just not the same voice that he has. But if I yell something, I can do it. So, for example, David Scully, Sergeant Johnson in Halo 2, if he yells, it's close. It sounds like him. If he just speaks, it doesn't sound like him anymore. I can't do it. Mm. I'm the opposite, I think. I think I can normally do talking deep voices, but I cannot yell deep voices. Mm. SpongeBob, me boy. Me boy, SpongeBob. I can't do him at all. I, I don't know why I tried to use Clancy Brown as an example. Well, I can't it's, do it's an example. Like, try, yeah. to, try to get Clancy Brown talking as a normal person. But then it doesn't sound Clancy like Clancy Brown. But then if you yell... SpongeBob or something, it gets closer. It, yeah, it does. It's for almost you. like it's almost yeah. like the distortion of yelling makes up for no. half of the voice that you're not doing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting but trick. The, that, but it could be different for you. It could be where if you can do the voice, but then if you add the distortion, you can't control the voice anymore, and then mm-hmm. it doesn't. You know. Like for instance, Morgan Freeman. Like you do a pretty good Morgan Freeman all the time, but 
I like, I do a worse one almost all the time. But if I work like if I was to practice it for like hours and and I have to sit I have to sit a certain way. And once I get it down, then I can do like a really good Morgan Freeman. But I cannot do any other inflections. I just have to do like like I have to I have to. Well, sit it's not a like he ever way. yells. Morgan Freeman. Anyway, I can't do him right now. I'd have to practice it for a while. Uh, do you ever watch uh, what's his name? He's the impressionist. He's really good. He did. I do. He's famous for Robert. Uh, I think is his name. Oh man! Does he do Morgan Freeman? Yeah, he does. Robert De Niro. He does. Uh, yeah, and then he he does. Every, he does like he does Pat several. Sajak and and John Madden and a bunch of sports people. I think he does Robert he has, Robert Downey Jr. He does a really good Robert Downey Jr. If, and he goes up and down like this. Uh, what's his name? Who I'm thinking of has three words in his name, three names, and I think one of them is Robert. It's, it's like John Kep Keppel Keppel. It's like J something Keppel Cap something Keppelari. That doesn't something. sound familiar to me. I mean, I'd be thinking about the same person. Oh man, he's, he's the guy who does John Madden, and now Ted the Twenty. What are the? Oh man, it's he gonna has, bug me. He so has bad. the one I'm thinking of has like the best. Morgan from an impression I've heard probably ever. He doesn't sound the same. I can tell because of S's, but he's so darn close. Mm-hmm. And he, I admire anybody who's able to do an impression rather effortlessly. That just, for some reason, is way more impressive to me. And he, it seems to be effortless. Effortlessless. Mm-hmm. He does a really <laughs> good him. John C. Riley too. John C. John C. Riley. I kind of swallow you this like this. John C. Riley. Uh, he does a really good version of John C. Riley, and then he because he was talking about how you can use a voice and change it slightly and it becomes another voice. And he was talking about John C. Riley and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, they kind of sound similar. If you do the John C. Riley, show me that. Yeah, that's the same guy. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember his name. John C. Riley has kind of does this thing with Wolf Farrell and uh, <laughs> and then Mark Ruffalo. He is sort of softer spoken and as the Hulk doesn't do it. Uh, kind of fades into existence. I can't do him very well at all. I'm trying to do, like, thinking the things he said to inspire me with his name. Ah, I could look it up, but... That's but cheating. Too, I could, it's just, I'm just too lazy. Too lazy. Do you have any other ideas? Nope. No. Okay. Well, I guess we can go for all time, but it's your show, so. <laughs> I don't know why it was funny to hear you say that. I say that about you, and it's your show. It's your show. It's never never is one of our shows, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Since you're looking it up, I'll let you say the name first. I thought I had it really close, but I don't, so I'm going to assume we're not going to have it. Mm, sad day. It is a sad day. So sad. so sad Uh, All right. well next time if we do a game we have to prepare it first yeah let's do that next time I'm sorry but we we made a promise you you, you made a promise for us that we had to do it so we had to had no choice yes and and it became our promise even though it was all my fault (laughs) so yeah I had to do it All right. well thank you for listening to the listening show, a show you can listen to on YouTube, Spotify, Google, and some other things you can probably listen to. Let so, us know if you're a fish and how it is. 
If you are one. If they were, if they were one, they wouldn't let us know because they're a fish. If you ever were a fish and now you're not anymore and you and you somehow have the cognitive recollection of what it was like being one. Yeah, feel free. Just an email. Feel free, yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. All, All right. right. We will see you guys. Goodbye.